the blast from our past network. Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and puts them on our big, gigantic list. We're in the 200s. We're on the BFOP network. That's the Blast from Our Past network. My name is John. I am the host for today, and I am with my co-host, Dustin. Hey. And special ghost host, Andy. Hey there. Warchild. When the house, the house gets away, <laughs> Warchild must play. That's what they say. James isn't oh, here today because he is... On a, uh, I don't know how to say this. Um, sabbatical, mental health. No, he's sabbatical. on a. Well, he's he's, he's <laughs> probation. He's, no, he's he's hired a boat. He's oh. heading to a foreign country. He is going to indiscriminately kill <laughs> the native population. Wow, a la Rambo. Holy shit, James is not. Been, a, we've been watching too many Rambo movies. James watched too <laughs> many Rambo. Decided to, he James wants to has live gone that full life. Rambo. Mm. Um. We that that now we have to be somewhat responsible. Well, the actions of James have nothing to do with the (laughs) podcast. Do not represent the thoughts or feelings of the BFOP. Yeah, actually, what he's actually look for James. He's doing something much more nefarious. He's actually on a missions trip, guys. (laughs) Even worse, he's trying to convert (laughs) them to Christianity. (laughs) Uh, It's yeah, it's sad. Ouch. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, we're all here. And we watched a movie. We watched The Gray Man, Netflix's own. Oh, yep. But before we get into the trailer, before we get into all that, uh, let's talk about what we watched this week. Uh, Guest Andy. Hey. A little seek and destroy here. Do a little seek and destroy. A little sink or swim, as I like to say. (laughs) Sinking and swimming. All right. So I'm going to start with a movie that I watched the other night. Just threw it on on a whim. I think it was on Netflix. Might have been on Prime. Uh... 2021 movie called Bliss uh, with Owen Wilson, Selma Hayek, and essentially it's like a metaphor for drug addiction. It's not quite like a, a, a full like story about drug addiction. Instead, it's like this metaphorical thing where <clears throat> she gives him these crystals and it takes him to this like other like miraculous world where everything's fine. And then she tells him that that when he's back in the other world, it's it's all the bad stuff, and those people aren't real. It's a simulation or something. Anyway, it's pretty bad, hmm. but it's kind of interesting. It's like, weird. I'm looking it up right now. Slova Zizek is in it. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's like a Marxist. Uh, Marxist. I don't know. He's a philosopher. Okay. He's a left wing. Like it's just. I'm looking it up and being like, oh, okay. That's, well, that's weird. It's, it's interesting. This, it's this person. Uh, that guy. Oh, yes. Do you recognize him yeah. from the movie? I do not. Oh, fuck Andy. Do you even watch it? <laughs> All right, guys. Bill Nye Do you even know movie. your philosophers? Bill Nye is <sighs> in a movie not as Bill Nye. He's playing some other... His character, yeah, he's Chris. Yeah, he's Chris. Uh, anyway, it was interesting. Um, I don't know whether it's a sink or swim because it's bad, but it got me thinking. Like, I could see how it would piss people off. Like, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. Why is this? And that's not realistic, but it's more of like a metaphorical thing for drugs. It's not like an actual thing. You know what for it sounds drugs. like? It sounds like this. It sounds like it was a, it was a swim 
for you. I'm gonna say it's because you. Say it's, a swim. It's, it's like I'm having curious. a dream. It's like having a dream. Yeah. It was good for you, uh-huh. but then when you try to explain to other people, <laughs> it fucking sucks, and we're all bored from hearing it. Moving on. Okay, I also watched uh, Stranger Things. I'm caught up on Stranger Things. Everyone likes it, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a uh, swim. <laughs> But uh, everyone likes it. I haven't I, seen it yet. Really? No. I have. Well, I don't know. I'd say overall I liked it, but I, not nearly as much as some other people. Other people love this, but again, same problem that I have. With every movie, every every show. Sorry, it should have been a movie. Like there's, it could have been condensed. The last episode was two and a half hours long. Easily could have fit in a thirty minute episode. Um, just the dialogues delivered so slowly. But anyway, that being said, the characters are fantastic. I really liked Eddie. I really liked the uh, the pizza guy and the new characters that they had. Really fun. But um, yeah, I mean, teenage romance just doesn't seem to fit with all the <laughs> other stories about torture and, and malevolence and so forth. But people love it. You heard it here first, guys. Swim. Andy love. Sorry, Andy loathes youth. <laughs> He hates youth. Hates the youths. The youths. Anyone I'm gonna come at you. I'm, gonna, I'm coming at you this week, Andy. Yeah, that should be clear for me. Uh, I still haven't watched attention. it. Uh, really? I, yeah, I, I, I will. Is there like a th- block for you, Dustin? Because like for me, it's just like I just have no. It, I I always get this when it's like big movies. So there's there's a lot of huge movies I've never seen. Like I have these all these like, Saving Private Ryan is a big thing from my youth. Like. Forrest Gump, all those kind of things. Like I just Braveheart. You have like I mental just, blocks about I, not I, wanting to. Yeah, see I'm it. just like I just don't. And it's like Stranger Things was cool and fun, and then all of a sudden one day I'm just like, I'm not about this anymore. And You're it's just like tired this of it. Cultural phenomenon, and I'm just like, I'm the just first wait. the first season when it was new and cool. I loved it. Like it it was uh, it, new and exciting and something that you weren't seeing every day. And then they just kind of keep running with it, and it's more of the same. And I I also feel like each season is a further cry from like the original, like the original like Amblin kind of style. Like, True, you know right. what I mean? Like, it, um, it, it kind of yeah. gets away from that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it could keep repeating that, though. Maybe, I agree with you, yeah. Justin. Well, yeah, the characters so, get older I mean, I, and I, awkward. I, and, oh, my God, their haircuts. <laughs> like, they, they something in their contracts, maybe, that they have to have the same haircut. It just looks so awkward. <laughs> That yeah, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to get past it. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I still I'm, I'm gonna watch the new season. I I liked the first season a lot. Didn't care for the second season, but then I did think the third was decent again. So, and I've heard mostly good things about this new one. So I definitely want to check it out. But I think for me, it's not so much. It's not the same kind of block. It's like the do I want to invest myself in an entire season of a show block is my thing. Yeah, okay, but I'll go yeah. next. And I have just invested myself in six and a half seasons of The Mentalist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I've been doing that. Wow. That's um, a commitment. Yeah, there's seven seasons. I don't understand why there's seven. There shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> like, but I'm watching it. And it's there. Why though? So if it's it, there. the mentalist is, if you haven't seen it, the mentalist is a uh, procedural about a guy, Thomas Jane, his wife. He's a, he's a mentalist. He's a, a Wait, fake. is Thomas Jane the character name? Thomas Jane is the, the character name. Yeah. Okay. Cause um, like the actor, Tom, Tom Jane. No, uh, he's a, uh, he's a mentalist. He's a fake psychic who, um, 
he does something that leads to his wife and child being murdered by a, a serial killer named Red John. He ends up working for what's called the CBI, which is the California Bureau of Investigation. Um, and then he proceeds to solve murders. And then every couple of episodes, there's a Red John connection and he's trying to capture Red John. Uh, I've always wanted to know who Red John was. I started watching <laughs> the show when it came out and Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun show. Like it's, just a lot like funner a light kind of. Well, it's a. It doesn't take itself as seriously as like. Remember when like in the early two thousands it was like fucking CSI and yeah. mm-hmm. all that shit. Criminal Minds. Yeah, like all that stuff. This oh, is like. Yeah. I think a, Criminal Minds is still going, isn't it? Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> We're the worst. Joe Montana needs something to do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, long story short, I'm watching it. I now know who Red John is. Oh, who is it? I'm not telling John you. John Cryer? No, you have to watch... <laughs> I wish. John Leguizamo? No, it's actually... It's not a John, dude. Oh, it's yeah, a John. Yeah, that's how yeah. they get you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I'm watching that, but I'm also watching uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Are we caught up, Dustin? Yeah. So there's three episodes left. Andy, you watching Better Call Saul? I haven't. My problem is that I it's been so long since I have the other seasons that I can't recall what's going on. I had the same problem with Stranger Things. Like from episode to episode, I'd have to be like, just I watch, can't even remember what happened. Just find a YouTube one hour recap. Yeah, and, okay. And just watch it all. Yeah, I enjoyed this the first few seasons. one of the greatest treasures. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Dustin. You're feeling, I, it, it, I'm... I'm blown away. Is this the final season? It's it the is, final yeah. season, and it is spectacular. So it's how yeah, the, the last episode connect. was pretty amazing. So you're you're all caught up. Yeah, the black uh, and white one. Well, I'm not gonna say that even. Oh wow! Uh, I would <laughs> don't say give that away. The episode, the second to last episode that we've watched. I think I don't know what episode it is, but um, was possibly the greatest non-series finale of a show. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Would you not say? I mean, well, the thing is right now, it just feels like every episode is like as good as it could possibly be. Wow. I don't understand how a show can be better than this. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back So in a year or we got to watch, I get to watch this. I mean, I've raved and raved about the bear. Um, I still haven't watched the bear. Yeah. It's coming up on uh, Disney plus in Canada or sorry, oh, yeah, nice. just in Canada in a week. Oh, okay. Uh, do yourself a favor and watch that. Um, just yeah, amazing. I watch that. But I did watch a movie I've never seen before because that's my new thing. Mm-hmm. My new oh, thing yeah. is I'm just going to pick movies I've never seen before. And um, I asked my wife, what kind of movie do you want to watch? What like genre? The, pe- then, the Pest? And then I've seen, I've actually seen The Pest. Uh, I watched uh, Jerky Boys the movie. Jerky Boys. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Nuns on the Run. Hey. No, the, the Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, oh you've never seen that? I've never seen it. Wow, that's a fucking good movie. Holy shit, is that a good movie? <laughs> yeah. I gotta check it out. Brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. I don't know, there's no faults in that movie, pretty much. It's so good. All the performances are amazing in that movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, my, my... My... My seek is... Go... If you haven't seen The Talented Mr. Ripley, go check it out. It's about a... I don't even want to call him a con man. It's about a guy who's thrown into a situation in which his natural talents come out <laughs> and he gets to be who he truly is, which is not who he actually is. Right. 
or yeah. not who he's supposed to be. Right. And it's just uh, brilliantly acted. It's a beautifully directed. Uh, what, it's amazing. It's, it, there's not a single fault, really, I can say in the film. Like, wow. it's, just, it's amazing. Where is this available? Uh, it's available mm-hmm. wherever it's you out can there, find Andy. It. <laughs> I'll find it. I bought the Blu ray from when it was in the theaters. Uh, the, the typical crowd that I went to the theaters with, I remember Dustin and Ghost Toes Dan going to see Talented Mr. Yeah, Ripley, I went to see it. and I didn't get to see it. And I, at that time, didn't really want to see it, so I didn't feel too bad I can then, understand. But. I had a lot of, like, be like, pull back and be like, ah, this isn't what I want to watch right now. This is my thing. And I do that with a lot of stuff. So I know that I, going through, like, episodes of like depression and stuff like that i know that i've definitely pushed away certain films that i knew i would like being like i don't want to watch this right now yeah it's gonna make me sad or but i want to watch it but i don't yeah yeah and then i just keep pushing them away and then i have like bad feelings associated with them yeah Uh, this is one of those movies that where i did that and then i finally was just like oh well fuck it let's just watch it and i'm really glad and it kind of i feel like it broke through so i can like watch more things that i haven't watched so yeah cool nice. do it more often my yeah check it out and watch more also. things that like, you don't like want to watch on yeah. my list <laughs> all right dustin let's let's go all right let me fire through a few here cool. uh i watched the gambler from 1974 after james Kahn passed a little while back right uh been i've been meaning to watch it for years and it, unfortunately it took his passing to finally motivate me to to do that uh really interesting movie about gambling addiction um, James Kahn is like phenomenal in it. He's like a English professor, comes from a good like wealthy background and stuff. But he's just this, got this weird thing about gambling. Uh, kind of reminded me of Uncut Gems in some ways. And that I don't know what it is about these kind of movies, but they just make me so fucking tense. Like I'm yeah. just like, oh no, like no, don't no, don't do it, man, don't yeah. do it. Well, <laughs> um, Uncut Gems is. Gems. It's like reason. entirely structured around that feeling. Yes. And this isn't, it doesn't have that sort of intensity throughout, but it just like is a slow build of like, oh no, come on, man. Like, no. Nah. Um, has one of the most haunting like final shots I've ever seen in a movie. So yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah, seek that out if you, uh, if you want to see a really good James Conn performance. Uh, then I will say a miss for me was Lightyear, uh, Sink, uh, Destroy. Why did you? Lightyear. Why, but why did you seek that out you? in the first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I watch almost every Pixar movie that comes out. Um, I can't think of a Pixar movie the I haven't seen. No. Oh okay. Oh, <laughs> it's on. Never mind. It's on streaming now. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've seen pretty much. I think I've seen every Pixar movie except the Cars movies. And I still haven't watched Turning Red, but I, I intend to. Is Turning Red fucking rules? Yeah, I, I want to watch it. I just haven't yeah. yet. Like, of all um, of the Pixar movies to skip, <laughs> Turning Red is like... Like, skip Finding Nemo. Everybody yeah, loves yeah. Finding Nemo. Skip that shit. Watch <laughs> skip Turning shit. Red. Um, I will watch Turning Red. But, yeah, so Lightyear... Um, the, con- the whole concept of it is bananas and doesn't really work for me. Like, the idea is fine, except for the way that it... The movie plays out of you guys understand the idea of it, right? Like it's I think it's, it's the movie it's that the kid on, yes. saw that made him want the Buzz Lightyear action figure. Right, right, right. So yeah, it's not so it, it's not the same. It's not the same universe. universe. As Toy Story. It's a universe within the Toy Story universe. Yeah. All I know is there's a gay kiss in it, and I won't watch it. 
Yeah, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. The turning red's fair. Um, yeah, turning red. Um, well, I think is turning red the gayest Pixar movie. Sure, it's pretty gay. Uh, yeah, I guess. But anyway, this this um, Dustin doesn't want. To I don't want to talk about that stuff. Dustin doesn't want to get canceled. <laughs> I don't want to get get into that. Doesn't get um, canceled by his uh, the the convoy. The <laughs> they're hey, they're out there. Yeah, it doesn't. So, how many flags do you have up on your car right now? Well, it's, it's seven, but it was Are they nine. Upside down. But somebody tore two off when I got in an argument with them in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> a Walmart slash Home Depot parking lot. Um. Yeah. So anyway, this 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 movie, the way that it plays out, you watch it and you're like, okay, the, like there's some fun stuff in it. Um, as just like a sci-fi action adventure kind of thing. But when you watch it, like they are telling you that this is what the concept is. And so you're like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like you watch it and you're like, there's no fucking way that this is the movie that this kid saw. And then was like, and then this toy came out of this movie. Like they don't connect. Cause this is like a weirdly dark, like strange, like it actually has some pretty high level sci-fi concepts in it for a kid's movie. Yeah. And the kid, like Andy's supposed to be what, like six or seven. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah in right. the first movie. Um, but could it just be like one of those things, sorry to interrupt, but could it be just like one of those things where there were Star Wars toys? Like I had Star Wars toys as a kid before even really getting Star Wars. It was just a popular sure. thing. Yeah. I mean, there, you can make that argument, I think, whereas like, and there were, you know, obviously like Alien had a toy line and stuff. In yeah. the, and so like exactly stuff like that happens. Yeah, but if you look at the first Pixar, sorry, the first Toy Story movie, it doesn't come from a world like that. It comes from a yeah. super bubblegum. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and the toy, you can tell, is based on something light and campy and like, it's just, it yeah. does not, it's yeah, not it, reflective. Also, if you're really light. thinking about the, if you're really thinking about it, which I never actually put those pieces together, you're looking at the, the, the the generational difference between having a cowboy as your hero and now you're flipping to a spaceman like you're yeah. looking it's a generational flip which didn't you you don't you don't just do that and then go into a darker brooding like there are stakes here it, yeah. it was more of like the the seventies eighties flip that happened between like the westerns and like right. more yeah. of the modern space race. Yeah, and he's I don't, got his catchphrases and stuff too that he says. He has as his catchphrases. Does and, he say them in the movie? Um, he does say one or two of them for sure. Right, but there, it, there's just it's just weird. Um, the thing that but if you put all that aside and you were just like, okay, whatever, who cares? Just watch the movie itself. The biggest problem with it is like the characters are just really bland. Like, um, there's it's it's really the unfunny. Talking like cat. you know, Pixar movies are usually very funny and clever, and like Taika Waititi voices a character, and like oh, somehow really? he's not funny in this movie at all. Yikes. It feels like it would take effort um, to make like that this, guy not funny. There's a robot cat that everyone is obsessed with, and it's like I don't understand why because that that's you say that, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Robot cat, robot, awesome. robot sassy talking yeah. cat. Yeah. But he's like so boring. Like he doesn't have a personality. Really? He's not funny. He's not. Right. He's not actually even rendered particularly cute and stuff. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> why is everyone like this? All cat? Right. Let's we're skipping. We're anyway, skipping light here. Destroy. Destroy. Get the fuck out uh, of here. Watch the Black Phone. Also, Ooh, the based on the Joe Hill short story. Uh, I wanna, yes, I'd like to see this. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Uh, I I liked it, but not as much as I wanted to. So this one's going to be somewhere in the middle, I guess. Um, it's a middle in review. <laughs> yeah, everyone really like, is liking this. I had some issues with it. It it is it is decent. There's some really cool stuff. I like the whole setup of it. Uh, it feels like uh, an 80s or 70s movie where the kids are kind of 
you know, I don't know, more <laughs> free reign or whatever. So it kind of weirdly made me nostalgic, even though the, the concept of the movie is that this guy's kidnapping kids because no one's paying attention to them off the street. <laughs> but it's uh, it's got a lot of really good stuff. It's worth watching, I think. It's just there were some things that held it back from being great for me. And then mm. I will move on to Thor Love and Thunder, okay. which everyone hates. And I thought was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> not as good as Ragnarok. No, not as good as Ragnarok. Not nearly as good as that. But everyone's really hating on this movie. I think where we've got to this point where people are taking Marvel movies way too fucking seriously. This movie does not take itself seriously. It's just a big, goofy, yeah. fun time. Like Ragnarok was. Yeah, but I, like, I don't know. For some reason, people are like, oh, no, it's just too funny. They're, they undercut all the serious parts with jokes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but who, like, I don't like, Rock did. That's what I don't give a shit Ragnarok about so great. this being serious. Um, well, speaking of a disconnect between critics and viewers, <laughs> I think we should lead into the movie this week. Alrighty. Which has a 47% Rotten Tomato score and a 90% audience score <laughs> wow we watched the gray man james roll the fucking trailer yeah james roll that trailer All right, so we watched The Gray Man. This was my pick, John. Uh, I'll read the uh, IMDb synopsis. When the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. Uh, this movie is directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written by Anthony and Joe Russo and uh, Christopher Marcus. It stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna de Arms. It goes on. Anna de Armas, yes. Armas, sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Jessica Hedwick. I'm sorry, oh, what's this guy's name is just... Danush. Danush. Yeah, he's, I guess he's a big deal in a lot of Indian films, but yeah. Cool. Oh, he was the, the Tamil mm-hmm. guy. Okay. Anyway, a bunch of other people. Um, good for him for going <laughs> by one name, man. Respect. Not a lot of guys do that. It's true. Yeah, respect. This is a movie that is being fucking panned. <laughs> is it? Interesting. Absolutely being destroyed by... Oh, yeah. So there's articles. Why Netflix is failing. How Netflix went wrong. How Netflix well, is... Yeah, but $200 million movie shows that they don't know what they're doing. Mm. Like, this is like a... Yeah. So I picked this movie. Um, I was interested. I saw the trailer... Um, I think I sent it to you and James when I first saw it, Dustin. Uh, I said, hey, this Gray Man trailer is up. And uh, I was like, this looks pretty sick. I believe that your response to the text was the PG-13 rating makes me nervous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which always like makes me nervous as well. 
Um, so I picked it. I picked it. We watched it. And James isn't here. I would love to hear James's opinion of this. And I think that what we'll do is we'll add James's review in. I'd like to. <laughs> oh, after yeah. James, you want to record a review for yourself? No, and it, pop it, it in. No, no, no. I'm not saying to record it, but I'm saying that when we do our final review, it's going to be with an asterisk saying James is going to put his review oh, in okay. later on. Okay. Um, I don't know. But uh, he said he told me he's going to watch it this weekend. Uh, yeah, the Gray Man. Here we are. Let's just jump it right into it. So I've decided, because I do have problems with the movie, but I've decided that I'm going to be the voice of, rather than playing the devil's advocate, I'm going to be the, uh, I guess, angel's advocate. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to side on the positive things, the things that I liked about this movie, because I did rate it high, because I enjoyed myself watching it. So I, I'm i going to cut out a lot of the things that I didn't like, and I'm just going to talk uh, about some All right, I'll talk about the bad things all right. <laughs> when we get into it. All right, I'm just going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, so Anthony Russo, Joe Russo, directors. Okay, remind me what these guys have done previously. Oh, because I was wondering. It's barely, I'm it's watching barely this anything. Like, yeah, whose uh, who's idea is this? Hold like, on, novel ideas and like. So well, hold on, hold they on. Directed so, Welcome wait, wait, to Collinwood. On. Yeah, I was gonna say they've done a couple of films. Welcome okay. to Collinwood. Have you seen that? No. A really funny movie. Okay. Great fucking movie. Um, now it was there was a pretty big gap in between there, between Welcome to Collinwood. And you, me, and Dupree? Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> uh, so after... Dupree. So these guys aren't... They did some TV. Okay. Yeah. They, they did some TV. They did they, some... Uh, community. Arrested Development. Happy Endings. Arrested Development. What episode of Community did they do? Oh, they did... They did a few, I think. Oh, yeah. They did, they did 14 episodes of Community. Holy shit. And they did five episodes of Arrested Development. They were also executive oh. producers. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, now, they yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. got a little popular with a... A movie um, that came out in 2014. It was called Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. And they did some. Shut War. the fuck up, you idiot! <laughs> you can't fucking be like, oh yeah. No, but what I was what I was remembering was they made, and then you made Captain America: Civil War, Avengers: Infinity War, Avengers: Endgame. Yeah, they did. I all was those. remembering you dumb that- fuck. <laughs> Oh, you're really going after the ra- the, war- the Jeez, war child today, man. yeah, war child. What did I do to you to shit in your corner? You existed. Okay, <laughs> why I was having that that a- moment of of clarity? It was because I remembered that there was something to do, like saying those names. I remember seeing those names. I I was a huge fan of Community. I watched all the episodes multiple times. I remember seeing those names. I'm like, where do I recognize those names? Yeah. They're producers on that show, and I remember there was a connection between that and some of the Marvel movies. So that's why I was like. Oh, okay. This is making sense, and then you're jumping down my throat. <laughs> I'm sorry. They also made that movie Cherry last year for I think Apple TV. Oh, that's not um, talking about that with uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, so, I haven't sorry. seen. Sorry, I've heard this bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's okay. Yeah, it's it was a little over. Huh? I'm sorry. That was there was a lot. Um, uh, so no, it's, I. It's so brand. here's the thing: is We're that good. like Welcome to Collinwood? I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie that probably nobody who's listened <laughs> to this has ever seen. Um, but I recognize them as being the producers of my favorite TV shows, like yeah. in my early 20s, like yeah. late teens, early 20s. Like, I loved them because I was like, oh, OK, if their names are attached, this is going to be amazing. And then when they went and did um, Captain America Civil War, sorry, uh, Winter Soldier. Like it blew my fucking yeah. brain apart. Yeah, yeah. Danny Pudi's in that movie, isn't he? Abed. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's right. But um, they, they'd only been doing like these, you know, like 
comedy TV things, and they'd done some comedy movies. Yeah, they did. So then Animal I was like, oh, okay, they can handle this big budget like action spy thriller thing, which yeah, two should years, translate to this too. Two years before they, they, uh, sorry, Captain America: Winter Soldier came out, which is probably while they were they were filming this in 2012. They put out uh, two episodes of Animal Practice. TV okay. show. Anim- Never heard of it. Animal Practice. No, I don't know that. Oh, you don't know Animal Practice? <laughs> no. No? You don't know the, the ABC show Animal Practice? Is this like about a veterinarian's office? An animal-loving veterinarian despises pet owners? <laughs> you didn't watch this? <laughs> no. Starring Justin Kirk and Bobby Lee? No. No? Bobby Lee's funny. No? Tyler Laban was in it. Labine, sorry, was in it. I don't know who that is even. Yes. Uh... He was in, uh, um, what's the Ryan Gosling fucking TV show where they were on a boat? Oh, Breaker High. Breaker High. He was like, he was, he was Ryan Gosling's partner. Brian, okay. Hus- Brian Husky's huh. in it. Uh, yeah, like they're the Russo brothers. They're the Russos. Yeah, no, I get it now. Uh, uh yeah, so they're, they're, they're a big deal. They've been doing. Big time movies. Well, they're big time movie boys. Now. And here they have the biggest, uh, uh, what I understand is the biggest budget yet for a Netflix film. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. This movie is a $200 million budget. $200 million. I could see that. They spent it. Yeah. Some I mean, set pieces, for a while I was like, sets, I was like, why was this movie so expensive? Like four different giant castles to have big mm. like action scenes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the set pieces get progressively uh, bigger and bigger and yeah. more complex as it goes. Yeah. So if you go into $200 million budgets, okay, this is something I looked up while doing this. Okay. This is the 45th most expensive movie ever made. Yikes. Wow. Sorry. 46th. Okay, uh, this is up Top there with 50. Titanic, Guardians of the Galaxy two, like on and on and on. Okay, yeah. See, that's the but part where there's a bit of a disconnect he, for me. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, is that that is not. That's, I believe that's nominal. Is that what the word is? That doesn't take into account what two hundred million dollars buys you. Does that make sense? Inflation. Um, it's not adjusted for inflation. Okay. Adjusted for inflation, this is not even close. No. Okay. So adjusted for inflation, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides <laughs> cost four hundred and fifty six million dollars. Jesus Christ. <sighs> that seems a little excessive. Yeah. Avengers, Age of Ultron. Do you guys remember that movie? I do. Because I don't. Cost four hundred and seventeen million dollars. Yeah, so like James Spader, we need to. So Titanic cost three hundred thirty eight million. Right. So like we need to be more realistic when we talk about these things. I feel because we say it's, it's hard too, to once it gets that high, it's hard to even no, like, but you're we, just like oh yeah, it's one of those millions and millions and millions of large dollars. numbers, which yeah. is true. But like we need to be honest about like the fact that it cost two hundred million dollars in twenty. In our money, yeah, but it didn't cost two hundred million dollars in whatever money. Sure, like okay. ti- Titanic cost more. Uh, Spider Man Two, uh, ta- the movie Tangled, what? cost what? two cost three hundred and twenty three million dollars. I guess that was back when they Adjusted. actually paid animators, <laughs> paid special effects people. The worst mm. X Men movie 
X Men Last Stand cost two hundred eighty two million dollars. Mm, that one's much better than X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I like Last Stand. I only count the first three as existing. Last Stand is the third one. <laughs> yeah, the fir- the third one is the is oh, oh I see awful. the weakest of the wait. Third. But what about First Class and uh, I said the first like three the first three account- Kevin Bacon. But this is a Ghost Host Dan and Dustin. Yeah, argue that uh, the third Last Stand is good. I think it's decent. It's horrible. It is. It is. It really is. Abominate. <laughs> I wish James was here. You <laughs> he looked like you were about to quit just then on the spot. I want to quit right now. I'm going to walk out and protest right now. Let's get back into the Gray Man. By the way, the movie Battleship cost two hundred forty-seven million. Oh, just, just saying, worth it. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Like, everybody's like, cheap. "Oh, look what Netflix did!" And I, I, I can't wait to talk about why I feel like Netflix made the movie the way that it did. But to say that, it, I think, I think the criticism is. for people is they've spent two hundred million dollars on this movie. Is this movie actually going to secure them uh, more subscribers or keep the ones they have? And but I don't know. Netflix's not, not sure that that's going to pay off is in that regard. Weird, like how they make money. I've I've always tried to figure this out. Is like they they pump a bunch of money into making stuff, and is like is that really going to get people to subscribe who don't? Like it seems more. And I remember hearing somewhere that that most of their sort of budgeting and financial plans were just to create as much content as they could so that if someone was going to buy them out their value would be so high to uh, to to make a ton of money like they're just pumping out as much original content as they can at a loss in order to to raise their value so that if someone bought them out they'd have to fork over some exorbitant amount of money but i mean yeah. I, I don't know i don't know about that so i have two opinions about this movie which we haven't even talked about yet yeah. uh, <laughs> one true. one is that it's incredibly broad uh, which I think is what they they're going for um, and the other is is that it's just it pulls in names so what this movie does is it 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 trans uh, it goes through uh, language barriers everything is just there it exists yeah so it's, okay. it's, it's there to pull people in so are you saying this is like a red notice type thing yes okay that's my be- i didn't see that that's my belief my belief is that this movie is just it's surface level enough to pull people in to watch it from every ethnicity, every group, every I guess, country. But it seems right. like it's got a very specific audience. I don't like agree because I, you see, because what you do in this movie is what you see is you see you see John Wick. Yeah, you see, oh, totally. but you see James Mission Bond, Impossible, Mission Impossible yeah. Jack it's, Reacher. Yeah, it's pulling everything in to create this movie that everybody from every country. V- Right. What do people want right now? Well, they want John Wick. They want James Bond. And they want all these things. But it's almost can, like a spoof of those. But this is the death knell. Well, sort for, of. I think this is the death knell for that style of film. This is it. This is the Well, movie. I don't know. Like Right now we're having this moment of these types of spy action thrillers that are... like we, Amazon Prime just dropped the Chris Pratt starring... The Terminal List, which that is based is, on a series of but novels. But that movie is incredibly specific. Well, okay, I haven't seen, I haven't watched the show, but it's based on this series of novels about this dude, and he's an operative, and he's a, well, you know, all this. We had the, the Reacher series based on the Lee Child series of novels. Those are really popular, and so we got those. The Gray Man is based on the Mark Greeny series of novels, and these are all the same type of story. They are, but they're, but those, the, the, your examples are incredibly specific. 
Okay. I let's, guess. Talk about, let's talk about Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. right? That is like very much aimed at a very distinct group of people like us in a lot of ways, but right. It's, it's funny. It's not broad. It's not going for everything. It's going for exactly what it is. It's narrowed in on its audience. But did in you think that, that the humor in the gray man was broad? No, that's what no, I mean. The that humor, the, the yeah. humor isn't, but the humor is is also. And this is maybe being uh, what's the word? Uh, skeptical. Okay. They can change those jokes to whatever they want. Yeah, that's true. In foreign, right? I, I guess. But it's all broad. Nothing is specific. Like Jack Reacher, you cannot make Jack Reacher. That Jack Reacher is what Jack Reacher is. Right. Yeah. This movie is 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 trying to be everything to everybody. Maybe and that's it, why it, I didn't it, like it. In a, <laughs> I don't know. In a sense, in a sense, it's it by by trying to be everything to everybody, you're nothing to no one. Like, and and that's that's what I'm trying to say. Andy, counterpoint. Um, I think that it maybe is advertised to or or it's set up in such a way to try and get in a broad audience I right see what you, mean. you got pretty people ryan yeah. gosling chris evans anna Darmus. but it it is a very sort of specific narrow sort of thing that it's going for with the quirky dialogue mm-hmm. take away the dialogue take away the dialogue <laughs> all i'm saying is that but the dialogue is in the movie it yeah. is it's in the, it's in the movie but, for us i mean even take down me. to the performances so something that i really noticed is that whoever was directing it did a good enough job to make it seem like it all fits like everybody acts really quirky and it's it's really weird but they all sort of fit together but they like went- the way chris evans is chewing the scenery <laughs> I mean, one it, of the highlights of the movie for it, me. It fits in with the way that Ryan Gosling's got his his quirky dialogue. Oh, you get the watermelon gum, or or I knew I didn't like you. Like it's it's really take cheesy. A, but take away that stuff though. Take away that stuff. Look at the broader sense. Look at the points where they're fighting in the pool, and he takes his shoe off, and he knocks this. We're now we're yeah. getting now we're getting into. Um, what would that scene look like without dialogue? It's still funny. It's still engaging. Okay, but you keep saying that. Like, um, yeah. they're still going to... Okay, even if you say, let's say they... Um, I could Let's be say wrong. they change the jokes. As far as I know, that's not something that they actually do. I'm not saying they do either. Uh, in other but countries. I, I, bet you they, movies, I think they but, change tone. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe some of it is lost in translation I, or I whatever. A but, lot of it is broad. Or maybe people the, are watching it in English with subtitles in whichever country they live yeah. in. I don't know, but... I, I get what you're saying, John. Like, yeah, I think, I think there is a certain uh, level of this that's designed to appeal to as many people as possible. I think the movie itself has, like Andy is saying, a specific type of humor yeah. to it that, at least for a North American audience or a Western audience, um, you know, might right. not appeal to everybody. They could be saying, like, they they could easily switch oh. every line to. Xi Jinping looks nothing like Winnie the Pooh. We're going to switch gears. We're going to do a hard cut <laughs> to. Uh, we're, we're, going down rabbit, we're going down a rabbit hole. Dustin, let's talk about this movie. You, you start leading this conversation. All right. So there is a bunch of stuff about this movie I like. but uh, How does it start off? Well, it starts off. We see Ryan Gosling. He's in prison. Billy Bob Thornton comes to visit him. Uh, Immediately with the quirky dialogue. Sets the tone. Yeah. The glib the glib jokes 
Um, so he signs him up basically to be a CIA killer. And this is right off the bat my problems with the movie start because the setup is just so bad in this movie. Um, like so everything the, about the character isn't revealed until later in the movie, which there are ways to do that and do it well, but in, I don't feel like they do in this movie. Like, so I don't have any idea who the, this fucking guy is when the movie starts. He's a guy in jail. Yeah. Angel advocate. Do you want to break it? Hold on just a sec. You can come at me in a sec. I will. Uh, he's a guy in jail. We sign him up first to be a CIA killer. Okay, cool. Um, and as the movie progresses, they come in later with some story elements to try to like flesh him out and make him like a sympathetic guy or whatever. And look, Gosling's charm carries it a long fucking way because he's so fucking charming and I love him. <laughs> it's probably like my biggest man crush, really? but like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. You don't think he's hot? Sorry, you don't. <laughs> he's oh, absolutely he's not but your biggest man ba- crush. Baby, I don't know. Baby goose. Yeah, <laughs> who's no. doing for you more, Mel Gibson? No, um, Mel Gibson. Hemsworth, man. Hemsworth, oh, Hemsworth yeah. Chris. Okay. Your, your Fair friend, Fair uh, your friend Nick, rubbing elbows with mm, with, with Hemsworth, our biggest yeah. man. He's my Hemsworth is my third favorite Chris. <laughs> oh jeez, he's not oh, even wow. in your top three. Oh, he's in my top three. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I, it's Evans. It's it's Evans Pine battling for number one, and oh, then and then yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah, I did know you were pining for Pine. Um, you said that on an episode. So yeah, yeah so yeah. structurally, I have I have a lot of problems with the way that the script is is set up. Okay. Um, because I just don't give a shit about any of these people at all at any point, even a little bit. Uh, by the time that you're introducing later plot elements like. Ryan Gosling's dad that used to beat his brother and which is like just the most trite insipid nonsense the plot point to throw in there and then also like yeah. the man on fire subplot with the girl like I didn't give a shit about any of that stuff so as good as the action is as good as Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are and they really bring life to the movie especially like when they interact and stuff like nothing else about the movie really worked for me so I'll counter that with the fact that uh, I agree with you. I gave it a lot more grace than I think you did. Uh, I'm letting those like like things where I don't care about them kind of go. Um, the dad shit, of course, sucks. It's it's, it's horrible. Goofy. It's I it's, think you guys are looking at it with the wrong lens. Well, well, well let me finish. Finish. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is, I don't like that stuff, and it goes throughout the entire film to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge part and yes the man on fire stuff is trite it's all trite but this movie is trite all of this I know stuff, but that's what I'm saying I, I, we got these Russos that we just talked about there's so much talent in I, front of them behind the camera We're, I'm expecting a lot fucking more from I, this movie I know and I think this is why we give it the ratings we do at the end yeah and we're caught up in that right now where I want to just talk about like the action sequences and all that kind of stuff. Like right now, at the end, yes, it's trite. Is it original? Is it anything? No. But this is this is what gets into my argument earlier, where this movie is made for the broadest audience possible. Yeah, we're sick of this. But that doesn't also, doesn't but, do a lot for but me. We're also two hundred movies in <laughs> yeah, right. on this kind of movie. <laughs> 
Does that make you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I do want to hear Andy's we're, we're, uh, perspective because you're saying we're looking mean, at Andy? it through the long, like, wrong we're, lens. Like, yeah. We're, we're two hundred and something films in on right. movies like this, and this is like a love letter to a lot of those. It's it's taking a bunch of stuff and like having fun with it. It's almost farcical. It's almost a spoof in some way because it takes everything so far, but it knows what. See, it I never is. got that sense that it was a spoof. It, uh, it feels like it though because everything is so far-fetched they pick and choose which things are going to to be sort of detrimental to the person which things are going to hurt them i know we talk a lot we i know you guys talk a lot about sort of how how it it's effective to have a vulnerable hero and john mcclain changed everything because he glass in his feet and everything um these guys have he mocking us no, <laughs> no 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 those are cool things that i agree that's 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 why i love you guys i mean we have a lot of the same opinions like that is something meaningful like indiana jones yeah he gets a little bit hurt but essentially he's he's a superhero this movie picks and chooses there's certain things that oh i can't walk because i got tranquilized but i can get thrown around and <laughs> ribs broken I and i got man. shot in the yeah, back but that's with common a yeah, that's but common that's common no i want to go yeah. i want to go with andy's point and i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off of that and i'm gonna say that this flies in the face of every arnold schwarzenegger movie like the dislike for this is is like being like that you don't like arnold schwarzenegger films because what Andy is saying is that this movie is just it's, like an homage to that. It's saying, yeah, I'm going to get stabbed in the back, but I'm a... Bi- yeah, I'm, but I didn't I'm say that my problem with the movies so with, was that. No, but, no, but, the, like, but to pick... But no, but now, to, to hear Andy speak, I'm understanding more about what his point of view is. He takes a full can of pepper spray in the eyes. Yeah, later he says something about how... minor inconvenience yeah. and squinting a little bit. Because, oh, my father trained me not to feel pain. He just burned me and said, don't feel pain. Yeah, but see, I I didn't get the tone from it that that was supposed to be, like, funny. I I totally thought the movie was trying to be serious about that. I actually actually agree with Andy. You think think that was supposed to be I did. I actually, I think it's supposed to be comedic. I don't know what it was supposed to be. I think that that's black and white. I think what it's supposed to be is it's supposed to work off the tropes of all these other movies totally. to create an incredibly broad I know, film. but I get what you're saying, but I didn't feel like they were doing that in a way of like, we're working with these classic tropes and, and we're doing that thing. What it felt to me was like, oh, let's just, um, what do they do in uh, John Wick? Oh, okay, let's do that. What do they do in uh, James Bond? Oh, okay, let's, oh, Born Identity. What do we, what, what, we need some Born Identity. In oh, this. I actually it's, did, uh, I did get that vibe. Oh, it's Treadstone all fucking over again, except that these Treadstone guys suck. It's These tr- villains suck. That's not that's a fair that's criticism part of the. It's it's the goofy charm of it. Like, I am even so down to the, the quirky Andy, dialogue. So Andy, I am so far in the. I am so perfectly in the middle of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> that it's really well, this is a hard. really balanced episode, then. which which Perfect. doesn't make any sense because I'm not used to being the voice of reason. So you took it as like funny that Andy. they were quirky. Like, um, sorry, let me just look up the guy's character's name here. Uh, the bad guy is Chris Carmichael. Evans. Oh yeah, the Bridgerton. Roger Jean Page. Just call him Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was watching it and being like, this guy's performance is terrible. Like, yeah. Like like the dialogue is bad. He he's his character is just like so dumb. He, None of it makes this sense. This is what I mean. They, everybody the, the woman seems that was to have underneath the same vision. him. Everybody um, seems to know what they're doing. No, like, but see, Chris they Evans weren't. Is, see, like Evans, Evans and Gosling, their humor made sense to me in the movie. Uh, 
and so like that whole like feeling that you got whenever they interacted or whenever even if it was just one of the or the other of them yeah. works but like when it's just this Carmichael guy I don't I'm not getting anything funny from that I get he's trying to be like a menacing bad guy and it's not working that's that was what was striking me about that. that sort of fit with the whole goofy quirky tone with it it's like oh yeah there's your stereotypical super serious I'm gonna take this agency and do what I want with it guy and he wasn't like chewing yeah, the scenery just felt like, like so everyone yeah. else so weak to but me. it fit to, in with, with what sort of the, the image that it was going for to, to what me, Andy's saying though to, to, to work with it all Andy to what Andy's saying there's a there's a line there's a line of dialogue later on which uh, states that like you know like they went to college together. They went to Harvard or yeah, whatever. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> so but like, they, they, that's like a throwaway line at the end of the movie. I don't think it's a throwaway <laughs> line. So this is why Jesus. this is why I don't think it's a throwaway line is because um, I actually felt like this entire movie was like world building to try to start a franchise. Oh, they're absolutely trying to start a franchise. Like I said, this is based on a series of novels. So, But, what I, but you, the, the structure is not the way that you do this. I'm... Once again, I get to be the middle guy here. So don't I've yell. Don't, I'm going to yell so at you. Don't this fucking. Is amazing. So here's what, here's what I'm going to say. Don't fucking yell at me. I will shut this shit down. You already yelled at Andy. I, surely we can yell at you. Andy's forgiven me. He's forgiven. Everybody, forgive, you know. everybody forgives me. Andy, do you want to continue on this podcast? Yes, then you've sir. Forgiven. Um, uh, I, I'm just saying. It's a real I, Carmichael I, move there. Yeah, I know. I still got two more at least to do before I'm back ahead of Nick. And Oh, that's what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'm not rubbing elbows with, with Hemsworth and interviewing that, Michael Bay. You understand that Nick is our favorite. But I will have I mean, you, you know. Got a lot of work. You got a lot of work to do. I did not interview Michael Bay, but I saw a dude who looked like Steven Seagal eating out of the dumpster behind the well, wall. Well, that is that's, that's, so that's I got pretty my good. own interview. Did you take a picture? Yeah, picture didn't happen. I did not take a picture. <laughs> You're fucking coward. But I though. asked him if he soiled himself after getting choked out. And he's like, "Every day, mister." Yeah, but that guy probably would have told the truth. <laughs> anyway, back uh, on track. I don't want cut that out, please. No. I like I like Nick. Yeah. He's a great he's a great host. Um, but you just me. want to defeat him now. Yeah. I see. <laughs> so I am. Can we talk about what happens in this fucking movie? Yeah, please. Okay, so opening Dustin, sequence. Go ahead. So six or whatever. Yeah, six. He's sent to assassinate it, this his guy. His name is six. His name is six. We're Jesus. supposed to take it seriously. Well, he even has a 007 line joke. Exactly. Later. It's it's. So there's a line in the yes, movie. Yes, but it's just not funny. There's a line in the movie where he he's called Ken. Yeah, Kendall. Yeah, she's and about he's to play. Playing Ken. It right. works Him. for Everybody me. Knows I mean, coming from Chris, Chris Evans, though. Anyway, uh, so he. Okay. By the way, I once again, I love Chris Evans. Yeah, no, they're they're the he's by far the best part of the movie. Are the two of them? Of course, they're the best Anna, part of the movie. Anna Armas, third of the entire movie, who has been just fucking delightful in like Knives Out and yeah. was one of the best totally. things about No Time to Die. What is She's she so doing bland there? in here. Yeah, she has no discernible personality but whatsoever. That's well, I agree fun. with you. I, anyway, whoa, whoa. that's kind of fun. Okay, it well, is. Andy, you need to fucking pull the reins back on that one. But um, <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast. I don't, well, know. I don't think. She, I don't think. I'm even, sorry. Anything about that. I'm thinking that he might have flags flying from his car at this point. He's got the Canadian flags. I, yeah. I, there's, there's no. 
anyway so opening sequence six is sent to assassinate this guy he knows nothing about him as usual that's just the kind of thing that he does he gets sent he kills someone whatever uh he's gonna kill him oh right away he's conflicted because there's a kid another classic fucking assassin trope um yeah he's got morals man he's got morals we got to know he's a good guy of course i mean he's never run into any situations in his previous assassinations Go that loud. caused him to question himself but so he decides that he's not going to do it the way they want him to that the way that carmichael wants no, him hold to hold on a second um is, this is his first assassination no 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 no, 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 no. this is, is 16 well years in the, yeah yeah oh i thought this was the first time he's been called no 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 this sir is... what no, this yeah, it was eighteen point something. It said years sixteen years later. It yeah. was after oh, for he some met. Re- for some reason, I thought like when they called him out, he references was... the fact that he's been an assassin for a while. Like, yeah. I've been times. drinking today. You didn't get <laughs> calm well, down, Dustin. <laughs> so hey, 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 get hot with Andy. Don't get hot with me, bud. Two hundred million dollars and Billy Bob Thornton looked like a CGI. It's like Colonel Sanders at the no at the beginning when it had the digital de aging oh, and he looked yeah. like. Uncanny Valley right. nonsense. Two hundred million dollars. Anyway, anyway. so two hundred million dollars was a long way. Have you, you know? Bought, have you bought gas lately? Ayo. Jesus. No, I drive an electric car. Hey, you what? Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> well, so you also live in British Columbia compared to everywhere else in the world. Plot. Well, moving along. He doesn't. He doesn't assassinate the guy they want. It turns into a big kerfuffle. Anna de Armas is there. She's one. Of, he's, she's like his backup agent. She has to fight and do something. The fighting's cool. Um, it's cool. Except the, uh, one point I will raise is that every action sequence, for some goddamn reason, has like a fucking fog machine rolling. Like every single f- it goes I, fight sequence, except for the train, has fog or mist or Always smoke. Hold some. I I thought you guys would be all over this. I was hoping to learn something tonight about how like the progression of style in fight sequences because it seemed like there was a lot of. <laughs> we got nothing for you. <laughs> well, like he's got the 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 fog canister in his hand when he's yeah, fighting that's a and cool it's idea. creating these things. No, and, this... and there's another scene where he's got the flashlight and it's doing the same thing. He's making his own. I thought this was some kind of next step from like no, a I didn't like this because all it does is obscure the action. For us. No, if there's like homages, the style, is getting the knife no. through the hand isn't night come for us or well, that's sure. No, the knife no. it's born identity, but yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. Dustin's right. Um, uh, you know, you're right. you're not gonna get any because they any analysis of like fighting styles and all kind of stuff or or like fight to the ages because they didn't do that what they did was they pick and chose like little tiny things but they didn't do it's a, just like, a it's a, just a, there's, there's no there's no there's true, some john wick moments there's some there is but, mission impossible moments but, there's some but there's Bond no moments even. there's some there's no born true, moments looking at yeah, the reflection so, in the building to see no. where he's got a shoe that was so, that was cool what yeah. happens was is like in john wick you're gonna see homages to actual true like things that happened before like Shaw Brothers and stuff like that but in this movie there's there's no direct lines to like foreign films it's a potpourri I feel like they're yeah. just they're just pulling whatever they want they're in any given moment just doing what they think is going to be fun now I do think kind of I do think there's something to what you're saying I think they I think they thought it would be a stylistic thing to have the smoke and the fog and all that shit in in the scenes like oh that'll give the movie a different sort of feeling in some of these fight sequences and I guess I can see on paper why that seems cool, but like when you're watching it, 
it, it just obscures what's going on. So it makes it not All as right. fun to watch. I assumed I was just sort of out of touch with this, the stylistic fighting. Like I know that sort of the different trends change and into the John Wick stuff and the, the um, different, uh, you know, Asian types of, of movies and the, the different styles there. I thought that there was something to this. It's not that it, good, dude. All right. Fair enough. No, I wish, I wish it was. Because your movie, your movie sounds awesome. Yeah, this movie that was in your head sounds pretty great. Well, even like... You're making me not like this The movie way well. that they're like, it's like a little bit of action, pause, a little bit of action, pause, this break, this break. It, it seems like there's a specific style that they're going for and and it hits it. I don't know. It The whole movie felt like it knew what it wanted to be and it was successful. I did, I did think that. The, the set pieces and the action, like the fight scenes and everything, I thought they did get actually progressively better as the movie went. So like, um, and then, you know, by the time we get that, him on the top of the train and all that stuff, that was like, you know, a clear high point I thought of the movie in terms of the action. And it wasn't, we didn't have any smoke in that scene. True. But, um, so after he, you know, he learns he, yeah, he from this guy that he kills, this guy is also another one of these same CIA agents. He's number four or whatever. When you say, um, don't say this guy. Say when Ryan Gosling. No, no, the other guy, the guy that he kills. When Ryan Gosling kills. Yeah. When, he the kills gray, four, when the gray yeah. man, uh, when he kills this guy, he, you know, he finds out oh it's just so, oh my god the plot of this thing it's like here's Plot's this here's this chip score, yeah. the chip has the fucking information on it about how the your boss is evil and we're like right into this treadstone born identity plot and it feels so rote and just like no effort was put in whatsoever into trying to do anything different or unique what? and so now i'm going to back it to john's point about trying. this broad broadness that they're going for um, so th- that's why I'm saying like the only things that work for me are Gosling and Evans, their performances bring inject some serious life into things. Love Gosling's delivery on his lines. He's just so like nonplussed by everything. Okay, so I want to talk about um, Gosling for a second. Uh, I think, so I think we can call him Goose now. I think he's, he's baby, grown up. His name is Baby Goose. Goose. Uh, no, he's Baby Goose. He's always going to be a baby He's grown curse. up. Look at the, he's, he's grown up. Change, when when did he become a, a full-fledged actor? Change your hero? last name to Canadian Goose, and then we'll talk about <laughs> it. Um, I love him. I, I think he's amazing. I think he's great in everything he ever does. He's, uh, he's what was that? <laughs> the notebook. notebook. Yeah. John is a notebook yeah, fan. He's I am a, a stan. No, I'm a notebook stan. I actually am That's a notebook fan. That's not a joke. Fan. Hey, ladies. He made me watch I it like one time. Yeah, I am a notebook fan. I hate that movie. Uh, that's that's cool. That's between oh. you and your creator. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I like him. I love him. Uh, I think he... Del- you want some more of him. Yeah, of course I do. Right. He 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 delivers lines like nobody else. It's and fantastic. He's fantastic. There's a scene at the near the end of the movie where he spits his gum out, and I'm like, no one's ever spit their gum out as cool as that. <laughs> like, he just, um, Mr. Perfect in the '90s. Oh, good call. Possible? That Spit his gum and then whap it out of the yeah, air with his <laughs> That was the most stylish okay. gum dislodge. I'll give you that one. And uh, you know what? We're going to put that on the Instagram. James, if you could just drop <laughs> Mr. Perfect's intro theme right here. <laughs> Is documented 
Doc, yeah. Well it documented. Is. It uh, is. It I, is in the internet. Uh, Lloyd. I, I am. A, I'm a huge fan of Chris Evans. He's um, the trash stash. Leans, leans been, Lloyd. Long been in contention for my favorite Evans. I don't know how my like, favorite Evans. How Chris? Chris, sorry, Chris. I don't know how that works in in like pop culture. But I, I love it's fun him. to see him being such a heel after like so long being yeah. Captain America, like possibly the most well, upright, him and moder- honorable. History. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Him and Anna Arms? Yeah. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Armes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I say it wrong. I apologize. I, I really do. Um, <laughs> I just think it's funny because you're like Anna Arms. You corrected me. Like, she's got me. some weird arms or something. I know. <laughs> and I apologize because I feel like shit for not saying it right. But I understand that I'm not. Whatever. <laughs> fuck. There's probably a, a, a Spanish speaking John DeYoung out there. Like, there's like my version out there who keeps saying English words. Mm-hmm. A little bit wrong, and is probably constantly apologizing. And his hosts like, are like, "Ah, oh, motherfucker!" This fucking guy <laughs> keeps saying. Uh, anyway, uh, he again, he's amazing. His mustache deserves like the Oscar for best villain, um, <laughs> which it, it should be. It's trash stash. He, they're so good, and I think that the they just are so perfect. I mean, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of them together on screen at the same time we get one small moment early in the movie uh, when Gosling drops that grenade and then later you know obviously at the end they have a a fight a hand-to-hand fight which is cool but like there's a lot of Evans where I feel like he's not involved as I would like him like he's in the fucking control room being like okay team do this do that instead of I want to see Evans in action out there taking the lead that's kind of I like I really like that take because i wanted that as well like he's not in the movie like doing chris evans shit as much as i want him to do chris evans shit Yeah, like we got we get lots of good like dialogue from him but like i want to see him actually (laughs) in action more i want to see him like slitting throats yeah yeah he's got a few moments like that but a lot of him a lot of his part of the movie is just directing the team from the fucking control room or witty lines right yeah uh, and which he does a great job of, but like it would be kind of cool if he was like out there more like just straight up like slitting, like killing people. Yeah, I just felt like he wasn't involved enough with the action as the main villain, right? I mean, I guess you can say Carmichael's the main villain, but in a lot of ways, he's the, he's the, it, the it face did, of the villain. And the I movie, think that right? goes back to this whole Netflixification, this whole like thing where like did he just come in? Is he just like the name? Right. But mm-hmm. I like how they like, I think what's something that they do amazing, an amazing job in with him is the way they dress him, the way that he's like his facial hair is curated mm-hmm. and like the little things like he's wearing like the right pants like with this like with right. this shirt and it's tucked in and like they have the <laughs> fight and he like puts his mm-hmm. he like empties his shoe no yeah that's, I mean that's all that everything involving they, the, those two is great they live in a world where there's a fancy buffet to go and get coffee when you're taking a break from your watching all the screens and following a guy and they've got prescription Vicodin there that and he I, could just grab that shit how is this not a farce I it's, love it's, that shit I love it so much. Like I love that world building where it's like this is what these people do. Right. So you want you think that's like part of a wick a wiki and sort of yeah, world building. Absolutely. Uh, I never thought about it actually. Like 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 that. Yeah. Because I, I didn't think, I didn't get that. Because I think that wick 
Wick world building falls more in line with what I would consider a comic book yeah. world building, mm-hmm. whereas this is more of a and not general to, spy thing. Shitty, <laughs> shitty movie studio world building. Like they're not good at it. Like, mm. Movie studios aren't good at world building. I mean, it's still opportunities for humor because, like, like I say, Evans is doing so yeah. well. With okay, it, so, so I want to ask you a question, Dustin. Mm. Um, I would say the greatest uh, film series in existence is probably Mission Impossible. I mean, action-wise, yeah. Right? I mean, Yuck. Still, I would say that they are horrible at world-building. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no... because I think it's partly because there's like a, um, almost all the movies have had a different director. The, so there's the, no the, sort the, of... The, the last... Com- I know the last couple have not, but... No, the last, like, the last couple have four. Uh, well, no, only the... No, the next two coming out will... So, and then the two before that did. like four or five then. What I'm saying is But before that, the first five movies in a row had different directors. So I think there was no kind of through line and they were just like, okay, now we're doing another Mission Impossible and we've got Tom Cruise and maybe we bring back, oh yeah, we bring back Ving Rams, but there isn't necessarily like a, a continuity. In there since like the yeah, third since one. like the third one. What, what but I'm there's saying, not a continuity, a through line kind of thing. Yeah, and what I'm saying though is that like, I think that this movie has set up a world building better than Mission Impossible did. You think so? I do. Um, and I think they set a, a world you building... You how? I think that they just weren't as stringent with the rules. They, I know, but, they but just, they I just, don't feel like there's any sp- I don't think specific Chris, world I also here. think Chris Evans dead. Well, maybe not. I, yeah, I mean, he could have easily. That's just like, oh, he shot. He got shot in the chest. That's an easy comeback in a movie like this. Also, they had him lying str- like face up the entire time. Right. Like, so he's all, not, he didn't drown or something. The, I think the world um, building is there in a way that Mission Impossible never has. There's see, no I con- get that at Mission all. Impossible doesn't have continuity. They absolutely did massive world building. Like they give lit- me some examples because I I didn't feel that in a world where. They have these sort of secret, like, agent people, like, just the whole concept of of having all these massive... I know, but I just took that as general, we're just doing the born identity kind of thing. We just take for granted that the world has these these high-level, you know, spy, assassin people. I think it would have, except for the fact that they, you know that that he's number six, Um, he killed number four. Um, right. Nobody, Which nobody, is, nobody survived. Um, at the end, there's a play. Okay, but there's but a, like, there's a, there's yes, a play there's, for there's details are there. I get it. There's a play for making him to be still in control of the CIA, except for he escapes. He also takes Billy Bob Thornton's niece. Is it daughter, granddaughter, niece. or niece? Niece. He takes her. The, there, I, 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 and and also, and there's. This is also a part of it is the fact that since I watched it, I've read they're planning on making a sequel and I'm, a spin. I'm not movie. surprised that they're going to make a sequel. So what I'm saying we, is, is I think that is this might be a sloppy beginning to that. I want to talk about the action. Well, I, I, did you have yeah. more to add on that, Andy? Because the only piece that I was going to add is a little bit non sequitur. Um, I had a bit of a meta moment. Do you know the meme? Um, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio snapping his fingers and pointing at the TV yes, when he recognizes right. something. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's from the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I had that exact moment when I recognized who Billy Bob Thornton's daughter was because she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the precocious actor girl who was talking Oh, that to, was her, eh? Yeah. And I, I was Didn't trying enjoy to, her in this movie nearly as much. <laughs> I was trying to figure out who she was. And then that happened, and I snapped my fingers and pointed at the TV <laughs> oh, in that meta meme moment. Um, but yeah, she was great. She was chewing the scenery. Um, she knew what it was. Like it seemed like she knew what she was doing. She was just overacting everything. None of that stuff and worked it for fit me. In it fit in with what it felt like. This me, whole so. like, oh, let's make Gosling. Oh, he's he's like a protector figure suddenly in the middle of the movie. Like yeah. we slot in these things. Like, oh, this happened in the past so that we know he has a connection to this kid so that we have a reason to care about him having to go after to save her and stuff. But, it was but it's also so part sloppy and badly in, structured. In how they located her, how he located her. Because, yes, the pacemaker yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did like that sort of sequence where that guy captured him and stuff like that. But yeah, none of the stuff with the kid worked the at all for building, me. Like how nobody trusts each other and all it takes. You take that as world building, but I just take that as what we take for granted in this kind of movie like that's the same in any of these movies and they're just being like oh we don't have to do any work because everyone already has an understanding of what these movies are so like it, it just felt so lazy to me like it was just like yeah, we don't have to actually make a plot. We can just take, oh, some elements of Goldeneye where James Bond is fighting another agent. We can take a bunch of Born Identity shit, some Mission Impossible stuff, and we'll just slap it all together. And the only thing that sells it is Gosling and Evans. Like, nothing else for me is, like, going anywhere with this. And when you say world building, I'm, I think of stuff like a wick where it's like, we come to understand that this is a specific world where there's certain rules, there's certain ways that things work. I didn't get that at all here. I, all I, I got get was... that feeling. Really? This is a specific world where all it takes is him to hear that his friends are having a phone call, and then he's immediately distrusting, like all that, that scene on the airplane, where that's all it took. Like, everybody on that plane was like, oh, this guy that we're helping out, now we need to kill him? Okay, that's just part of what we do. Like that's But that just seems feels lazy to me. It doesn't the, feel like world building. But it's enough so that when they go over, he's already got something pointed so that he can escape. He just shoots the extinguisher in their and face. And then everybody talks about in movies, oh don't shoot the gun, it'll depressurize the plane. Mm-hmm. And then they don't even need to say that. That's exactly what happens, and that's how he escapes. And he decides, oh, I'm gonna just hijack this other guy's parachute. Like it's Oh, and the way that deep. was filmed and edited, I really didn't like when he's falling falling in the air oh it was, it was badly edited oh, where, god damn it dustin did the, you not think it was badly edited no, where I, you couldn't get a good picture of what was happening like, no actually i figured that was fine but this is the point where this is the only point with this conversation where, where i'm going to be like dustin you're being a little bit too well i wouldn't i wasn't even thinking about big, that you're being until a, he brought it up but. i know but i feel like now you're being a little bit too much more like you're being too little too much John. These are the you're thoughts tra- I had. You're trying to fuck shit while up. I was watching the movie. Yeah. I know, but like this is my role. So like, my role. This is my role. You're coming in here. You're stealing my. We thing. need to get the house cat back because everything. <laughs> Everything's topsy turvy. I just feel dogs like, and cats I, I, living be, together. But yeah. like, okay, so, I, so at I, the end I, of the movie, honest, oh, sorry, I honestly feel like everything's off balance right now. <laughs> well, that's the way it is for this episode. Because <laughs> because I, I I think that you're coming in like way too hot. 
I am that, expressing that, how I felt when I watched. The I film. know where in a, it's in refreshing a, in a way to hear. that I feel like I usually come in way too hot. Um, <laughs> Dustin's normally the tempered reason. It's nice yeah, to it, go a little bit off the rails. <laughs> it just happens like, every once in a while. A movie just hits rubs you the wrong way. I feel like I am being more the reasoned. Like, oh yeah, this is you're like, the middle ground guy. This time you guy. had a bee in your bonnet when you watched this movie, uh, uh, but, and that's well, okay. No, but my thing for this movie is, is that I. I watched it and I was talking to my wife and I'm like, I like this movie way more than I think I should. And I talked about it at work today yeah. with somebody else and they're like, I watched it on the weekend. I fucking loved it. They're just my like, wife hated it too. She was the one who, who got me before I knew I oh, was watching it for the podcast. She's like, hey, I heard about this movie. Let's watch it. And I specifically said, I've never heard of it. I know nothing about it. I want to go in completely blind. Let's do it. And she did not like it. She was not kind. Oh, in, in what she thought my wife it. was like, let's get Karina on here. My, <laughs> yeah, we should. My wife had no problem with it. Like She did not like it. She was just like, whatever. But, but like I talking about at work with coworkers, they're like, yeah, I really liked it. It was just like action from go. It was like from the jump. Like it just, things just went and I'm they were totally that, that oh, action. Didn't get, didn't get you at all. No, I do think the action is good. I do think the action is good. It's just that it's in service. It's in service of a story. It's in service of a story and characters. I don't care about. So that takes some of the shine off it, but I, the I, action itself is good. I agree with you, Dustin, that they did did a poor job of doing that and I still think this goes back to a Netflix model that yes is, that, I'm, I'm so thinking I, more my expectations were wrong I went in thinking this is an, a, a, the Russo Brothers movie starring Gosling and Evans yep. and it's based on this really popular novel from which I understand is really fun and apparently they completely butchered in this <laughs> movie but what? but so what I should have been expecting was this is going to be a Netflix action movie <laughs> and so, then I would have been, probably had an okay oh time with it uh, All right. So what, should we what, jump into ratings? Shut the fuck up. You're in charge. <laughs> I'm the new you. I'm no. sitting in the John You're chair. Sitting in the John chair. I no, tell people, I'm, and I'm the new James. And I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck you up. You were doing a shitty job of being James. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we need some more like house cat sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we need some like high energy. Um. Okay, here's anyway, the thing. We've talked I a lot did. about the story. I the, think the story. I want to get into what are our favorite, least favorite action sequences. Mm. What brought us into this movie? What took us out of this movie? Um, Andy, go ahead. So I, I know I said I was going to try and be all on the positive, but the amount of action that packed in actually, I felt like it detracted a bit from the pacing only because it was like so much and constant and there was never a break. And yeah, maybe I felt a little bit uninvested in the characters like you were talking about, Dustin, and maybe that's why some of it felt like it was a little bit dragging on. But overall, the action set pieces, I gotta go back to that train scene. Yeah. Um, it was cool. Like, yeah, the, a lot of fun the, stuff I felt there. like that I the was bench, The handcuff to the bench stuff. before he gets in the train and stuff. Yeah, and, and the impossible situations, uh, getting out of impossible situations, and just the whole thing that it's like, oh yeah, he's gonna get arrested by all these police, but don't worry about it. He knows how to get out of that. Like, there are people in this world that it's like, yeah, the entire police force can come on you, but you can get out of that, no problem. It's just like the whole, like, 
invincible soldier type thing that they're creating. It's it's they're taking the whole born and bond thing and just amplifying it by a thousand. Just you to, think they amplified it? I didn't well, think it was any different. Well, than well, uh, what born I want to do is gets arrested by an entire police force without anyone thinking that. Like yeah, he's gonna be well because it's a little secured. more grounded in reality. I think. Well, I want to. I want to just want to just like like glow up what he's saying, what Andy's saying, and it is fun. Like uh, I think that uh, oftentimes I do watch these things with too much of a critical eye, and I'm like, oh, this is this is unrealistic. This is stupid. This is whatever. Um, and what I I think I watched it last night. I was just like, in the right mood to just be like. Yeah, fuck. Mm-hmm. Sure. This sure. Is what happens. Let's go roll with this. And I don't get to, I don't let myself do that very often. Um, I was totally and I the think same that way. I was when up I, for wherever it was going to take me. And I, I agree with Andy in, in the sense that, like, I was just maybe willing to go with the movie in a way that I am not normally. Because I am such a. I'm not even an asshole because I have, I have bad oh, takes. Oh, you're an asshole. Oh, shut the fuck up, Andy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Fucking um, mortal. <laughs> but I'm not even. I, what I I think what I meant was I'm not even good at my takes. Like I I just have takes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like we're just like yeah. This is what I think. And everybody's like, oh goddamn it, John has a take again. Um, That's why we listen. That's why we keep tuning in. Uh, where I was like, like watching the show, like the movie last night, and I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just gonna roll with this one. I'm glad you guys, yeah, yeah. were able to Dustin, do that. Dustin, I was not. Uh, here's the thing, doesn't roll the tape back on some other movies. Oh, I'm sure you've been, you've been Andy for other movies, absolutely, <laughs> especially movies you watched when you were a kid. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, um, but I. I, I agree with Andy in the sense that I was like, yeah, I'm just here for it. Let's just, let's just, let's just I, think, I think fun. again, I think it was an expectation. There's a scene where Ryan Gosling spits his gum. And I was like, if I was in a movie theater, I would clap right now. <laughs> <laughs> not, not realistically, but you know what I mean? Where this is you like, would want roll, to. Roll the Mr. Perfect. Roll the music again. Yeah, once again, I'm just I'm uh, going I'm going back to that, and it's just it's I, I agree with Andy. It was just it was fun. I was up for wherever it was going to take me. Yeah, and, and it's it funny because you, you, normally you're you're a little bit more critical too. Uh, Not like me. That's well, I'm true. just like I'm live and let live. Like I just don't have any. <laughs> and here I am. It's just a weird position. Here we are, and I'm like, yeah, no, guys, this movie Topsy fucking turvy. Um. I don't think it fucking sucks. I just don't think it's very good. So, yeah. And it, and it's an expectations thing. It doesn't suck, I, man. I just said it, it doesn't suck. It's, I, you think it, 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 it doesn't suck. I don't suck. think it's particularly good either. But it's as a Netflix movie, it's fine. How are the action sequences, though? Yeah, some of them are really good. The train, like Andy said, is is excellent. Um, there's some of this good stuff at that hospital when they're jumping on the roofs and I stuff. Liked the fights, the, the, the fights, the fights are mostly good. But like I said, could have done with a lot less Fighting smoke and mist a, and shit. With a glow stick or a, a gas canister or a flashlight in the hand. So I'm it's interesting. Take this point to bring up that I did. I say this earlier that I watched the uh, the new short trailer for. John Wick 4 oh no yeah I still haven't watched it you haven't watched it no 
It's like a one minute thing. A little right. teaser. Uh, uh, Donnie Yen. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Is in it. Oh, shit. They have a fucking fight. Oh, boy. They both have a gun and a katana. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Yeah. And ju- just that sounds better than this movie. <laughs> so here's the thing. That's, and that's not what I got from this film. Like, that's not what this film was trying to do. I don't think that's what Netflix wanted it to do. Well, they're spending the, they're spending just as much money as no, they're spending, people are spending on fucking John Wick movies. Way much, way more money. Yeah. So we're I don't know. I just, so, but this goes, doesn't feel like a real movie to me. This goes back to my point, and I feel like time is going to prove me right on this. Which this is the broadest thing. Crush for Groove most is better than ET. <laughs> this is the broadest. This is the broadest movie for the most people who can enjoy it. This isn't John Wick. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because I want John Wick right. in everything. Well, not everything has to be the the, same, the one thing. It's just, I, I just want something executed a little better than this story-wise. But I think that this is what the movie was meant to be. This is what, exactly what they wanted. They wanted what would be considered by us to be mediocre. Like you and I, Dustin. I guess. Andy... It's I a think fucking they eight. wanted a. He's a they peasant. wanted a spoof. It's you think it's a spoof. spoof? Stop saying the word spoof. <laughs> I don't think you know it's, what the word spoof it's means. Naked gun. This no, is it's hot not. Shots. Oh my god, Andy! I'm gonna fucking kick you off our Patreon. <laughs> this is. A, I'm gonna kick you. Give me my You're money not even gonna back. be allowed. I'm gonna to give you. I'm gonna give you back your money. <laughs> it absolutely what the fuck is. are you talking it's about? So Goofy. I'm getting angry. I really don't at think you. that was the intention. No, man, you're fucking out of your element. I mean, if it was, then they totally pulled then one they, over on me. If they did that, they fuck. watch it again with that. I in know. Mind. Watch this again, <laughs> Andy. I've been. I've had your back the entire time, and I want to. You fucking, have not. You've been slowly turning. You've against been all me. over the place. I want to stab you in the <laughs> neck right now, <laughs> like he does with a pen in that one scene, also from Born Identity. Seriously, is that a yeah. spoof, man? It's an homage. It feels like a spoof. No, it's a poor exactly man's homage. So you think it's a spoof, you think it's an homage, and I think it's a ripoff. <laughs> all right. All just kind is of there any action sequences we didn't miss? Thing. Like the, the fight sequence, the hand-to-hand, a million pretty fun. Se- a million. I love how Evans Lloyd thinks that he's like, I'm better than you, but he actually can't even like hardly land a hit until he pulls out a knife in the fight like he's that he's not he's clearly not nearly as good of a, of a fighter i love the the final fight between yeah it's uh, really fun. evans and gosling i i thought it was so much fun it's so funny his back starts stinging when he falls in the in the uh mm-hmm. I, li- I also like that his like, fingers and he's like yeah he punches and then he's like, oh he's like, yeah oh yeah you're missing your fingers hand. lloyd he's like yeah i'm still adjusting to that or whatever. no and then he falls in the pool and he's yeah, he, yeah. his back so, yeah. yeah uh i i really like that a lot i like it when he pulls his knife out i love knife work so when he's like mm-hmm. evans is like you know you're a uh, sick fuck like that. You that's just knife work. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sick fuck like that. Um, uh, also, I'll like say the, the movie is way too fucking long. Yeah, it's an hour. And it's two, th- over two hours. No, it's not. Uh, it's slow. It's an hour and fifty four minutes. It's, my screen said two hours and five minutes. So yeah. <laughs> the last scene of the film, mm. the last thing that you need to watch is an hour and fifty four minutes. Uh, okay. 
two so it's two hours long <laughs> i i'm just saying it's not over two hours i i texted this with james today mm-hmm. and i was like it's under two hours so you're not allowed to complain well, no, james no, no no i never said that i just said hey like because he was like oh, i've been so busy like i just don't have time and i'm like ah like don't worry though like it says it's two hours and 15 minutes it's like an hour fifty. There's a really long credits. Yeah, it's a su- is it the longest fucking credits for a non-animated? It's like video game fucking credits <laughs> or something. Not, I was like, did I just be Mario? I was like, is there gonna be yeah. another scene? Did I be Mario Sunshine? What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was super weird. Um, but I, I like I love yeah. Anyway, it felt like it just kept going. Like it was like a Return of the King, where like okay, this should have been the ending. Like after the train sequence, I was like, okay, the movie's gonna wrap up soon. And then I looked at the time, and I was like, oh shit, there's like forty five minutes left in this fucking movie still. Uh, and then after like then we do the part where you know we had the fight, and that's like the wrap up. No, there's another whole scene after that. Yeah, like, it does I, drag. I will say one bit. thing that I pacing really really don't like, and I don't understand why they do this in movies. Is why are we traumatizing a like a preteen, and then we're supposed to think that like by saving her, mm. it's supposed to be like noble. What, like, do, you, what, what do you mean? Well, they so don't they, overthink it. Well, no. So like <laughs> they save Billy Bob Thornton's niece. niece. Yeah. yeah. And he saves her by being like, but she watches play this really so loud. Far. And then she covers her oh, ears yeah, yeah. while she's being... And it's right, just like, right. why... Like, Cover your ears. Do we need to, like, bring a child into this? Like, it's just... Well, it's, in this case, definitely not, because it added nothing to well, and that, me. And that, and to me, I think that that just sucks. It's like we're bringing on trauma because now we're what we're doing is we're being like, all right, well, the most pe- most of the people who are watching this movie have children, and they're going to be like... All right, well that sucks, but like at least the well, child's it's just being saved. child in peril. It's child in peril, and it's just like I, I I would rather we just didn't do that. Like just like take the child out of it, like take that entire element out of it. I mean, I think you can do it. I don't know that they did it well here, but um, but we should wrap it up. We should get to scores because we've been blabbing on for a, a long time about such a mediocre <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, let's uh, let's say our scores. Andy uh, got yours in the middle there. Right. So me, I, uh, there I am, right in the middle. So my reaction was an eight, and overall seven point eight. So mm. I liked it. I mean, I I gave it the t- I I went in with an open mind. I knew nothing about it. I enjoyed the ride. I knew it was goofy. I knew it was quirky. Sometimes it graded on me a little bit, but overall, I was like, "Yeah, I'm here for this. That's fine. I am enjoying it." So, all right, I rated it positively. Um, yeah, seven point eight. Um, <laughs> condescending fuck. It's high. I'm just saying it's high. My reaction is a four, and my overall score is a five. Um. I like love Evans and Gosling what they were doing. Wish wish I had a better sense of their characters and stuff, especially Gosling's character since he's like the fucking main character of this series that they're gonna try to kick off. Um, it's not the action was good. Everything else was terrible. Yeah, it's not just a a sequel. There's a spinoff already. Wow, is it gonna be about the girl, uh, <laughs> the, the daughter? Overall, <laughs> blah blah blah. 
six point six. Blah blah blah. Six point six. Uh, so where does that that gives it a six point five overall? Yeah. So we're looking at at this point. So I want to add James's reaction to this in the future. Uh, we got a tie. Ugh, Dustin, God damn it. Mm. Drive. Nineteen ninety seven. Oh, that's what it's tied with. Bloodsport. <laughs> Desperado. And enter the dragon. Well, it's fucking worse than all of those. No, uh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I can go behind all of those. That's fair. I mean, Drive is so fun. I mean, Bloodsport for all its flaws, classic. Fucking what was sorry? What was the other thing you said? Uh, Enter the Dragon. Obviously, it's not as good as fucking Enter the Dragon. Drive, Bloodsport, Desperado. Desperado, a a movie that's third act is weak, but has so much other fun shit going on before that. Well, third act is, it's not just weak. It's bad, the third act of Desperado. But the first two thirds are easily better than this movie. All right, so we have a new number 85. Um, Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think as a Netflix thing, it's fine. If you're just going in like, hey, I want to watch something fun on Netflix, you're going to have a fine time with it. If you're going in like me and thinking, oh, the Russo brothers, they've and that's fucking the Gosling and expectations. Evans. See, yeah. I think that that's what it boils down to. I went down, I went in with it, no, into it knowing absolutely nothing, and you went into it with expectations. Mm-hmm. I think that you guys need to have your own separate podcast that you guys do every <laughs> oh, yeah. Wednesday. Uh, oh yeah, what, what's it about? I'll figure Due north. It. I'm going to figure that out. Yeah, you tell Do north. Do <laughs> north is going to be me and James. Do south. <laughs> yeah, you should call the podcast Do north, north. And it's uh, an episode by episode review of Do South. There you go. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> uh, we are on the BFOP network. Please check us out. Um, oh, check out all the other amazing podcasts that are on our network. Uh, we are on Instagram at Action Action Podcast. We are on some other shit. You know, look it up. Do what you got to do. <laughs> look it up. Um, we'll see you next week. Catch me on all the socials. Oh, yeah. This fucking guy. I got nothing, so don't bother. And he's got nothing. He's just here for it. It's a favor. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>